Welcome to the C4 Podcast. My name is Clint, and I love Christ, coffee, and conversation, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode number nine of the C4 podcast. If you've ever seen the movie Chicken Little, you probably remember the scene where Chicken Little is in the bell tower and he's shouting out, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And after he shouts those things out in that scene, he sends the town full of all the little animals into mass hysteria. Well, that's kind of how I feel today, if I'm being honest, all right, as I'm doing this podcast, that's kind of how I feel. There's certainly, obviously, no reason for mass hysteria, but there is a cause for concern, and there is a part of me, much like Chicken Little, who is screaming on the inside, the sky is falling, all right? That's that's kind of how I feel at this point. Now, if you're listening to this episode, by this point in the podcast, you're probably wondering, why in the world do you feel this way? And there are really a number of reasons which which all kind of just came to me and hit me at once. All right, uh, I recently it recently came out that the uh, Southern Baptist Convention, and some of you might know this. All right, the convention that our church is a part of has hidden over the span of two decades, you know, seven hundred seven hundred over seven hundred reports of sexual mix, misconduct amongst Southern Baptist churches. Now, to be honest with you. That has me very frustrated and obviously sickened, and and to be quite honest, it has even made me question our affiliation with the Southern Baptist Convention. That is not to say uh, that there will be any rash decisions made to pull out of the convention uh, or anything like that, because the, the reality is they do a good work all throughout the world, right? The Southern Baptist Convention is the nation's largest Protestant denomination with about 14, over 14 million members, and the convention does massive work when it comes to evangelism efforts, uh, church planting, whether that be church planting in America or even church planting overseas, and they do all sorts of mission work throughout the globe, even in places where people are hostile uh, towards Christianity. So the Southern Baptist Convention does a lot of work. Despite their issues, they do a ton of great work, and it is a blessing to be a part of those good things that they do. However, with that said, I'm not going to sit here and beat around the bush. I'm, I can't lie and say that this recent report does not concern me. Again, it actually sickens me. It makes me very angry um, because there's no room for this kind of mistake. I mean, anytime something like that, any kind of sexual misconduct happens, the law should be involved. The problem that we have right in front of us is the church is trying to be law enforcers, and we're not. We are the church. There are certainly biblical guidelines that need to be followed, uh, but we also need to include the appropriate um, people when it comes to figuring out and navigating those issues. So again, that is a major issue that the Southern Baptist Convention has hidden reports of sexual misconduct, harassment, abuse, you name it, um, you know, for the last two decades. So that's the first thing that's really bothered me. This, the second thing that hit me like a ton of bricks is all this Roe v. Wade stuff. 
Uh, for many of you, you probably know this. It has recently been discovered that the Supreme Court is attempting to overturn Roe v. Wade. Uh, this overturning uh, would not ban abortion on a nationwide scale, but it would allow uh, the states the power to restrict or ban abortion altogether. So it takes away the decision-making ability from the federal government to a state level, which is honestly how how it should be. It's how it should have been all along. Now, this is obviously a huge win for those of us that who are against abortion, all right? As a follower of Christ, I am against abortion. So that is obviously not the problem. I am so happy that this is being discussed and there is the potential for Roe v. Wade to be overturned. The issue for me is when you combine the recent Southern Baptist Convention stuff Right, all the sexual misconduct and sexual abuse and things like that, not only with adults, but also minors. All right. When you combine that with speaking out against abortion, I think there is a real question that needs to be asked. And that question is, quite frankly, will people actually listen to Southern Baptist? Again, will people actually listen to Southern Baptist? I mean, there is a legitimate argument here, right? If I'm having a conversation with someone who supports abortion or someone who is wanting to have an abortion, will my claim that I value life be taken seriously All right, because of my affiliation with the Southern Baptist Convention? Because clearly there are issues within the Southern Baptist community where life has not been valued. Obviously, sexual misconduct or sexual abuse is not valuing life. That is actually devaluing life. So there's a very real problem here. Now, yes, it is certainly true that one size does not fit all. All right? I can't be blamed personally for the things that have happened in the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm not a part of that leadership. All right? One wrong move from a group should not represent the entire group. The leadership within the Southern Baptist Convention does not represent most Southern Baptist churches. And that is certainly important. All right? That is an important point that we need to make very clear. All right. I, I mean, I speak for the majority of Southern Baptist churches in saying that what has happened is not a reflection on most Southern Baptist churches. However, being that it was the leadership within the Southern Baptist Convention that hid these reports, all right, they're the face of the Southern Baptist group. There is no denying the reality that, unfortunately, there is a stain now on all Southern Baptist. There's, there's just no denying that reality. To deny that reality is naive. Again, to be clear, one size does not fit all. One wrong move should not, from one person or group, should not represent the entire group. Again, I, you know, as a pastor uh, in Murray, Kentucky at a Southern Baptist church, nor some of my friends who are pastors at other Southern Baptist churches. None of us were responsible for what has happened and taken place. But again, there is going to be, unfortunately, a stain on all Southern Baptists, and there is no denying that reality. So here's the question. What can we do to fix it? What can we do to fix what's going on? And that's just a number of things. I mean, we could talk, spend an entire episode talking about all the things going wrong, but those are the two things that just really hit me. And when you combine them, it just seems to be like a can of soda when you shake it up and you open it up and it just explodes everywhere. All right. So what can we do to fix it? Well, honestly, just being very honest, the first thought here is come Lord Jesus, come. 
And I mean that, all right? When you think of all the things going on in our world, just take a few examples in our nation or communities, the tragic death of the police officer in our own community here in Murray, Kentucky. Right, that was a bad thing. I attended that funeral last Saturday, and it was very, very sad. You add to that the, the school shooting that took place in Texas at the elementary school where 19 kids and two adults were killed. Add to that the issues, the ongoing issues in Ukraine. You, you add to that the ongoing issues of our economy and gas prices and inflation and uh, baby formula shortages, all those things. And not only those things, but the people I see not only supporting abortion, but applauding the killing of innocent babies. Here's an example for you. I saw a video yesterday where a woman was pretending to have a child. She had this baby doll, all right? It was a fake. It was a, it was not a real baby. It was a baby doll. I want to stress that. But she was pretending to give birth, and then she grabbed this baby doll and started hitting it against the ground and stopping on its head. I mean, that's some pretty wicked and evil stuff. Even for somebody that is pro-choice, that that is a whole nother level of wickedness. And you not only have people supporting these things, they're they're cheering on people that do these things. They're applauding what they do. We read about that in the book of Romans. All right. Add to that, we have now the Southern Baptist Convention that is involved in sexual harassment, abuse, and misconduct, not just with adults, but with minors as well. And it was hidden for two decades, over 700 reports. We're dealing now with issues where, you know, kids are being influenced by their teachers and parents that it's okay to be a different gender than you were born. No, you can you can choose whatever gender you want to be. Forget how you were born. Just do what you want with your life. That's what kids are being fed nowadays, and it's not, and it's infiltrating public schools even. And that that list could go on and on. I mean, just a as kind of a funny joke, but also serious at the same time. I mean, good grief! I think we care more about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard then we care about all the other things taking place in our society, and that's that's pretty sad. Social media is packed full of all the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trials that, that people have made funny videos out of. And honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest to admit that some of those videos are quite funny, but it's a shame that we care more about that than we do other things. And when you think about it from a true Christian perspective, again, the first thought here, for me at least, is come Lord Jesus and rescue us. I'm reminded of the words found in Revelation 6, 9 through 10 that read, When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the people slaughtered because of God's word and the testimony they had. They cried out with a loud voice, Lord, the one who is holy and true, how long until you judge and avenge our blood from those who live on the earth? All right, that passage, the words in that passage, that's the first thing. I guess you could use the word cry. That is the first cry for help that comes to mind as we look out at our world today. I can't deny that. That is that is the first thing that I think of. Come, Lord Jesus, come and rescue us from all this evil, whether that be your own fleshly sin, the battling with the flesh, rescue us from that, but also rescue us from all the evil things that are happening outside of our control. So that's the first thing. The second thing, though, that comes to mind is this. He hasn't come back yet. All right, so the first thing that I thought of was, come Lord Jesus, but then the second thing that I thought of is he hasn't come back yet. 
So while we can and should pray for the Lord to return, and while it might seem as if the sky is falling, the Lord has not returned yet, and that means that His plans are still being carried out. People are still being saved, and it is our job as Christians not to feed into hysteria, but to continue pressing forward in our command to make disciples of all nations. It is our responsibility to continue to press on in sharing the gospel, no matter how bad things might seem. It is our responsibility to tell people about the hope of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for the sins of those who would believe in him. It is our responsibility to tell people of our risen Lord who is no longer dead but alive, and he conquered the grave, and he gives his people eternal life as a result, those that would trust in him. Again, yes, our desire is for him to return, but as believers in Christ, we need to remember that because Jesus is Lord and he is not under our control, the timing and the manner of his return is not up to us. When he comes, he will come on his own timing in his own way. Yes, our constant prayer is come, Lord Jesus, come, because that is our final hope. Our final hope is not in worldly things. It's not in politics. It's not in policy. It is not in you listening to this podcast. Our final hope is a person, and that person is King Jesus Christ. Our final hope is the fact that he will return one day for his children. He will return to bring judgment upon the wicked. But in the meantime, in the meantime, and knowing that truth and knowing that he's going to return for his children and knowing that he's going to return to bring judgment on the wicked, we as believers in Christ should be helping people prepare for his return. And that means sharing the gospel so the Lord can save people by grace through faith in Christ. Again, as we wrap up, folks, I know it seems bad out there. I get that. I know it seems as if evil is prevailing. I know it seems like our witness as believers is being tarnished, especially when you consider the things happening within the Southern Baptist Convention. And you might say, well, that's just one denomination. But folks, make no mistake about it. Much in the same way, you know, the reality of it is that the Southern Baptist Convention that unfortunately will put a stain. What they have done will put a stain on all Southern Baptist churches. People will will put lump all Christians into this. So that that is just the reality of it. So again, I know it seems like our witness as believers is tarnished, but I also know that God is still on the throne, folks, and He is still in control. He's in full control. He always has been. He all He is, and He always will be. I know that he is working all things out for the good of those who follow him. I know that he will use his people no matter what for his glory and spreading his name to a lost and broken world. I know that he will use those who truly hunger and thirst for righteousness as the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And I know that one day soon he will return. He will return and he will rescue his children and bring judgment upon those who don't believe in Him. And I know that in the meantime, He expects me and all believers in Christ to tell people, to warn people of that judgment in the hope that they will turn to the Lord and be saved. He wants, it is our job, to share the gospel with people, no matter how evil they might seem. Even that lady that was doing that very wicked act in the public square, supporting abortion. We are to point our enemies to Christ 
Jesus. And hopefully they will turn to him and be saved. So in knowing those things, may we as believers in Christ press on. Will it be easy? No. And honestly, we're never promised that it will be. That's the biggest lie that Christians today believe. We believe that it's supposed to be easy, and it's not. Everything that we are seeing take place is supposed to happen. And I certainly struggle. When I look out at the world and see all these evil things, I certainly struggle like everyone else does. To be honest, I battle with the feelings of helplessness just like the next person. I've struggled with that this week. To be honest with you, that somewhat inspired the episode, you know, this this podcast episode. But I pray that we will all press on and look to Christ Jesus as our ultimate hope. That's what we do. Everything we do is for His glory alone. He is our hope. He is our peace. And it is our job as believers in Him to share that hope and that peace with a lost and broken world. No matter what. No matter what. Press on. Thank you for tuning in to episode number nine of the C4 podcast. I hope you have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for tuning into the C4 Podcast. Again, my name is Clint. I love Christ. I love coffee. And I love conversation. I hope you tune into the next episode, and I hope you have a blessed and wonderful day.